T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. So yesterday, I think I was texting Fred about some lost contacts from my iPhone because I lost a bunch of contacts from my iPhone, which is annoying as hell right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I think I have to resync with the cloud. I have no idea, but there's people texting me and calling me. I have no idea who they are, and I don't want to ignore them. But you, you want to recount what your text yesterday was about Gilligan's Island? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, what? I was watching Gilligan's Island on uh, MeTV. Uh-huh. They had a whole bunch in a row. And one of the episodes we was call that a with, marathon, that's, Fred. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it stopped real quick, and it was re- then you know it stopped, oh. and all of a sudden there was like um, Mama's family. Oh, you know, that one for Vicky forever. Lawrence yeah. Family? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the the one Gilligan's Island I saw had a young Kurt Russell. Oh, in I it, love like Kurt really Russell. young, like <gasps> 12, 13 years old. Aww. He was playing a Jungle Boy who was discovered on the island. Oh my and goodness! And somehow he ended up going up in a hot air balloon. Because yeah, they had because Gilligan's Island okay they makes had sense hydrogen there. When you text me yesterday, you did not mention the hot air balloon. But my response to Fred was, "No way! I'm confident I've seen that episode. Didn't realize that when I was eight years old because I do remember that episode right. for sure. But I didn't know that that was Kurt Russell because I don't think I knew Kurt Russell at the time. But oh, that's I don't think anyone did. He was in every Disney movie. Oh you, yeah, you oh, might have right. at the yeah, time. You probably right. would. You that's know. actually a good point. Yeah. But. When I put that together when I was young, I, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, other TV-related things that I mentioned in the last hour. So I'm a big fan of um, the Mighty Pines. The local band uh, from here in St. Louis, Neil Sausage, has become a friend. Fred, we've had him in here to play yeah. some music. Even in the 97.1 FM Talk Studios after the pandemic, I felt so bad. Mighty Pines put this record out. Actually produced by one of the guys from the legendary band Los Lobos, and I like this one quite a bit here. More of a. But you know the pandemic comes and they were getting ready for a tour and it just didn't take off. But Neil has remained in contact and he is going to be on The Voice tonight. Here's a little clip. At least I'm told it's going to be tonight. He told me originally they don't really find out until the day of the show. Uh, Chance the rapper is one of the judges this year. It'd be really cool if I stole the country off. Like, like it's really like, cool. it's your thing, it'd be cool. It's the opposite <laughs> of cool. This guy is the definition of cool. 
I'm really cool. We can make something happen. Yeah, so basically the uh, the theme there was, hey, can I steal a country guy? Because he does lean a little country. I wouldn't call Neil Country uh, purist at all because he's got so much versatility. I've seen him sing, you know, 70s and 80s pop hits, and he's great. So watch for him on The Voice tonight. This Niall Horan guy is one of the judges. Do you know him? I do. Okay, where is he from? He was from one of the, uh, the, boy, the bands. boy bands, right? So he... In one of the promos, he tries to do a little Blake Shelton impersonation. Blake Shelton? Yeah. <laughs> this is my last season on The Voice, and I would be honored if you were to be on the last <laughs> ever team like. Oh, right. I kind of like that, so we'll see what that turns into. The other thing from the weekend that's getting a lot of buzz, and I have not watched it yet. I do want to watch it because I didn't see it live is the Chris Rock special on Netflix. And of course he gets into some of the uh, the slap issues. Sue, did you watch this? No, I saw the uh, report on it today. Fred? Uh, I did not watch it, but I've heard a lot of it. And here's a little. Getting smacked by Suge Smith and people like didn't hurt. It still hurts. <laughs> I got summertime ringing in my ear. I don't want to play too much of that just because I don't want to ruin it for people. I walk by and then the window Oh, wait, here, I got to set this one up a little bit. He's talking about Lululemon. I walk by, and in the window of every Lululemon, there's a sign that says, we don't support racism, sexism, discrimination, or hate. And I'm like, who gives a f***? Thank you. You're just selling yoga pants. (laughs) I don't need your yoga pants politics. It's just such virtue. Wow, that was great. All the stores have to do it, of course. So there, check that out on the Netflix, if you so desire. we got to do this this afternoon. Uh, If I can, wait wait a second. Oh, we got to start it over here. The the host hit the wrong button. i got to wait for it to fade out. Okay, all right. Okay. sometimes every once in a while on a Monday, it's take two. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. Uh, Good news from my house and from Mark's house, frankly. Uh, We have both unclogged sinks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How did you do it? Sue? Finally, well, you know, I had people. Uh, somebody, people were calling and telling me how to do it. Besides Twitter, but I took up. I finally, the first attempt I made, one of those plastic things with the edges on it that you stick down the drain to pull up hair, and it works great in the tub. And this woman kept saying, "Try it in that sink," and so I did. But I half did it the first time and so the second time i really concentrated and you really have to dig when it's the kitchen sink or when it's the bathroom sink but it worked great it was disgusting (laughs) but it worked great and then mark sent me a video over the weekend of him clearing his sink his way let me let me go back to last (laughs) week where my suggestion was and this is what sue came up with the original question about the bathroom sink and i said and I think I said my father came up with this idea. I tried the Drano and everything. He said, use the plunger. I used the plunger and it went fine. So Sue hears from a plumber last week. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll oh, blow up the house. That's her. So, well, he didn't so say that. I, well, kind of. So on um, <laughs> Saturday when I was doing a bunch of stuff, I had to, I had to clean out my hot tub filters, hashtag white people problems. Um, and I was at the, the wash basin and the wash basin was filling up. It wasn't draining. Right. So I had a problem. And I, I, I showed Sue exactly what I did. What did I do? Plunge. I plunged. That mm-hmm. thing was cleared right up. But we didn't uh, need plumbers either. But we're <laughs> very impressed. Sorry, with plumbers. Ourselves. I'm sure I blew something out. I'll have to. You know, I say that, and then all of a sudden the thing will start <laughs> right? leaking. Water will yes. be all over my house, and they'll say, "We're not coming to fix it no. now because you insulted plumbers, plumbers union are number great. whatever." 
Or something will blow up in your neighbor's yard now. Oh, that's what we need. On this day in history, 127 years ago, in 1896, a guy named Charles Brady King drove the first car on the streets of Detroit. 127 years ago. And, uh, of course, when it broke down, people yelled at him, get a horse. Okay, 42 (laughs) years ago today, in 1981, Walter Cronkite retired after 19 years as anchorman of the CBS News. And uh, some would argue that was kind of the death of real, believable TV news. Yeah, because Dan Rather took over. Oh, Dan Rather. Now, if you go back to that period, though, let's maybe take politics out of it for a moment. Mm -hmm. Who was your anchor? In the early 80s. I have one, and then I kind of switch. In the you early 80s after, after Walter? Walter well, yeah, we had three anchors, right? Oh, we Peter had, Jennings. Peter Jennings, mm-hmm. Tom Brokaw, uh-huh. Dan Rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, who did you side with at that point? I was a Peter Jennings I guy. was, too. I watched mm-hmm. Peter Jennings quite a bit, and then I shifted to Brokaw. That's but I, I never, on a regular basis, I always had this instinct about Dan Rather, and guess what? It wasn't wrong. No, it wasn't wrong. And 25 years ago today, the Big Lebowski was released. 25 years ago. Can you ago. believe that? Yeah. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. <laughs> <laughs> now, Abby has never seen it. Is that right, Abby? I don't think I've seen all of it. Watching the clip for that, I, I recognized it a little bit, but I don't think I've seen it all. Well, it's something you should put on the list. Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, uh, Steve Buscemi was in there. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. It's just one of those movies. I put that in the category of when you're flipping around on the cable or something right. like that. And it's on. You, I, I always stop, stop on that one. I do. I have to. Well, somebody asked uh, uh, Jeff Bridges, how close was the dude in The Big Lebowski to the real Jeff Bridges? Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close, he said. He said when he first read the script, quote, I thought the Coen brothers must have spied on me when I was in high school. Also, about uh, half of the dude's clothes came from Jeff Bridges' actual wardrobe. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like That's that. hilarious. So, yeah, uh, if you, it is a classic. It is oft referred to in just general stuff. You might want to watch it just so you can get some stuff I, out I of it. I didn't see time back to the, the soccer thing the other night. I missed the open because I think they did an open. I think John Goodman was part of that. Oh, that's cool. Was yeah. he really? Oh, friend, you were, don't know. You were wandering I think, around I think outside. He was. I heard <laughs> reference. I heard a John Goodman reference, if you will. I love that. Uh, original Leonard Skinner guitarist Gary Rossington has passed away. That makes all the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, all the founding members, right? That's it. That's the last remaining Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner was very interesting to me from this standpoint. When I moved here in 1979, this is when I was, you know, really getting into Tom Petty and Led Zeppelin and Springsteen and classic rock bands. I I grew up with WLUP in Chicago. I didn't know anything about Leonard Skinner. And I come here, and people at my high school, they're wearing all... Now you get kicked out if you're wearing, like, a Confederate flag shirt, like a Leonard Skinner type of reference. But it had such a huge regional impact because of Casey. Let's face it, Mm -hmm. Casey was a big part of that. But that sort of threw me off guard because I didn't have any Southern rock in my roots. But that certainly changed quite a bit. Because I liked, uh, ended up liking Leonard Skinner, Molly Hatchett. Remember Molly Hatchett? Of course. Fans like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, This is a great song. Oh, yeah. So, you know... Gary had writing credits on that, by the way. He had uh, writing credits on Sweet Home Alabama, Simple Man, What's Your Name, 
don't go, uh, don't ask me no questions. Give me back my bullets, things going on. Yep, he was the last well, surviving member. The other thing, and it took me a while to, to realize this, but uh, the reference in there to the Swampers. The Swampers were this great band in Muscle Shoals where they were amazing. You know, if you've never seen Muscle Shoals, the documentary, it's fantastic. Have One you of the seen best that, I have out there. Yeah. Abby, have you seen it? You should watch it. It is yeah, fantastic. It's really good. By the way, Rossington had... Uh, uh, was in that 1977 plane crash that killed several of the bandmates. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, that put Skinner on hiatus for a decade while they all tried to recover and try to figure out what to do. Well, we had uh, Kilmeade on on Thursday, and we, I played a little Leonard Skinner because you know you, you, they're still going to perform, and I don't even know if Gary Rossington was with them. Um, Johnny Van Zandt is still, you know. Mm doing stuff with the band out there. Uh, the Girl Scouts could not keep up with the demand for their new limited edition flavor, Raspberry Rally. Has anybody had them? Fred, no. you look no. No. Mm. no. So scalpers are now selling them at inflated pl- prices on eBay. They've got $5 boxes going for as much as $100. Oh, my. The Girl Scouts introduced this new Raspberry Rally as an online exclusive, which is great, but... It sold out almost immediately, and the scouts say it was more popular than they thought. The bad news is when cookies are bought through, you know, the third-party sellers, the troops don't get any of that extra money. They only, you know, get the five bucks. So we'll see uh, what they're going to do. eBay says they will not take that down because they're not doing anything illegal, but... Raspberry Rally is the thing. Now, who who's the Thin Mint? Or is that you, Mark? Oh, I am. Or is well, it Fred? I mean, they're, they're, yeah, I'm Thin Abby? Mints. Abby, I'm Team Thin, thin Mints. Mint. All right, I bought you guys a box. I'll bring it in tomorrow. I like, um, I had probably a, a sleeve of tagalongs this weekend. I <laughs> like the, a couple of them, like the s'mores one. There's a couple that I'm not crazy about, but I love the Samoas. I don't have any Samoas oh, I right now. Samoas. I need to stock up on Samoas. I keep those things away from me. And finally, in Sue's news, uh, today's random fact. Oh, I have so many that I like. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one. There's an annual marathon in Wales, it just made me think of it because of Fred's wife running that, where people compete against horses. Now, a person has won two times since the race started in 1980, but a person has only won in 2004 and 2007. Otherwise, it's the horses. I don't understand how the people are winning at all. Well, yeah, yeah that doesn't even <laughs> sound... Unless it's like a little the old gray mini mare. pony or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the old gray mare. That's a good point, Fred. And that's it uh, for Sue's News. Yeah, that's kind of fascinating. Uh-huh. I'd like to know some more details on that. There you go. Monday edition of Sue's News on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. Cusimano a little later this hour. Former United States Senator Roy Blunt. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. (laughs) 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I guess next on 97.1 FM Talk. Hang in there. We almost need like a tour t-shirt for our Fish Fry Fridays. We'll be in Eureka at C-Pop in Manchester. I was very swiftly corrected. I think I said ball one on that. No, no, no. Manchester for C-Pop and then Cottleville, the Knights of Columbus Hall. The um, Well, that would be the third day in March. I don't know any of the dates. I know that we're taking one off because I'm going to be out of town, but that would be the 10th in Eureka. That's this coming Friday on St. Patrick's Day at C-Pop and then Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus Hall on the 24th. I think we're going to take the 31st off and then April 7th we'll pick a location as well. I am joined, ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon as we get our week started by former Missouri Senator Roy Blunt. That's the first time I've had to introduce you that way, Roy. That's rather jarring. How are you? You know, I'm good. I'm good. And as you know, Mark, I loved every day of it. I'm honored that I got to do that job for Missourians for for so long and uh, trying to spend the first uh, few weeks here thinking about what the alternatives are to get back to work. But uh, I like to work and uh, look forward to getting that started before too long. Well, you you have a new gig, right? It's at the State Historical Society. Can you tell us about that? That's right. Yeah. You know, I'm the president of the uh, newly elected president of the State Historical Society. Um, I've been involved with the State Historical Society since I was Secretary of State and the Secretary of State because of the state archives and because of a long-time relationship with the newspaper collection at uh, the State Historical Society. It was an ex-officio member even in 1985 when I started that job. And uh, it's not a museum, though there's a great art collection there. And there is a recently arrived statue of Thomas Hart Benton that uh, left the Capitol when Harry Truman arrived uh, a few few months ago. Uh, Great art collection, but really it's a research location, uh, probably the best collection of certainly Missouri newspapers, but my guess is state newspapers anywhere in the country. Uh, the original collection of, uh, of diaries and things of people going west. A lot of a uh, lot of um, family histories done there, and because it is right on the uh, University of Missouri campus and a new building that was built and finished a couple of years ago, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of research is done for uh, dissertations and master's degree papers and other things there as well. But it's a great place to visit. If you're in Columbia, people uh, should should go by, I think, uh, Tuesday through Saturday and check the hours at the State Historical Society of Missouri before you go. And my wife would quickly point out this is a free job, so it's not a full-time job, but I'm glad to get to do it. Well, because I was worried that we'd have to you know, do a GoFundMe or something like that for you. But rest <laughs> assured, I, I, I think you're okay. So let's talk. I mean, you, it has to be a little weird, though, for as long as you were in Congress. I know you've held positions outside of elected office as well, but does it feel a little weird here the first couple of months, or is it a relief? You know, it just seems right to me. It seemed two years ago or a little more when I made the decision I wasn't going to run for a third term in the Senate or to start my 27th year in the Congress. It seemed at that time that, uh, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, time for all things, that this would be a, a great time to have a chance to do one other thing or one other series of things. And 
in the in the coming years. And if I'd have stayed another six years, those opportunities would have been much less. And I wanted to spend that last two years really getting done everything I could get done. And I think on mental health, on uh, a lot of projects involving uh, healthcare research, uh, we really continued down a road that I'd gotten started on in the Senate about 10 years ago. Um, Senator Stabenow on the mental health issues was, was real partner, but so, so was the great mental health community in our state. And while we know we've got a lot to do in our state, our state's probably as well positioned in the treating mental health like all other health uh, as anybody in the country. And uh, great to be working with them then and still keeping up with what they're doing now, both in the mental health field and the, uh, the um, federally qualified health centers. Big position in our state. When I went to Congress 27 years ago, at least in the seventh district, there wasn't a single um, federally qualified uh, health facility, and, and now there are a number of them um, all over Southwest Missouri and all over the state. That's a real great place for people who don't have access uh, in other ways to health care, whether that in many cases now is behavioral health or all other health. Yeah, it's important. Look, I've been very candid over the last couple of years in particular, probably even going to open up more about some, you know, scenarios that I had with deep anxiety and depression about eight or nine years ago. And now there's not as much of a stigma, but it's a crisis when you can't get the help when you need it. And that's part of what I think you were trying to solve there. Former Senator Roy Blunt is with us this afternoon. Are you going to get involved I think eventually, maybe, have you picked a candidate for 2024 yet in presidential politics? You're going to stay out of that for now. You know, I may stay out of that most of the time, except as a person who's interested in politics and as a citizen in the democracy. I'm not strongly inclined to get involved in um, those political campaigns. I may participate in some in our state and, and may get involved in in that national effort, but uh, it seems to me that there's a lot of other people who want to be in the middle of that and will uh, do a good job in the middle of that. So I, I uh, love politics, but I don't know that I'm uh, likely to participate uh, in, a, in a significant way in the, the politics of 2024. But we'll, we'll see what happens and how the issues develop. Um, I, I do think it's a, like all times, it's a critical time for our country, but, uh, you know, there's, there's things that, uh, we particularly need to focus on that I think will be a fight in both parties about our commitment to democracy around the world. There are people in both parties that are not too committed to that. And, um, and, uh, I, I think uh, there's a, the world is a dramatically different place. If Missouri, if America doesn't feel like that, uh, there's a leadership role that we're uniquely capable of playing. So whether it's uh, Ukraine or Taiwan or uh, our our friends south of us who are having struggles, I think we have to be involved there. And I do think also that the economic things that are happening are going to be particularly good for our country and frankly, particularly good for our state. Back to the discussions you and I have had on the, the whole geospatial industry is you know, more driverless, uh, autonomous vehicles and uh, more uh, 
communication between what's happening on the road and on the water and in the air and, and all that's going to be really good. I think for St. Louis and Missouri, uh, food, ag research, we're, we're so well positioned there. Uh, a couple of those are things I was involved in, you know, building right. that new geospatial center in St. Louis, taking almost all of the ag research jobs from Washington and moving 573 of them uh, to Kansas City. Um, the analytical jobs and the research jobs. Uh, combine that with the plant scientists we have at uh, the Danforth Plant, plant Science Center and Bear in, in, in St. Louis. It's going to be such an exciting time. I, I can see myself spending a whole lot more time trying to be sure that all works uh, than uh, continuing to be a, involved in, in uh, par- partisan politics in the way I have been for a long time. What, what would your advice be to, and this is like one of those wonky things and politics gets involved with entitlements and the level of spending. I've been always someone who's been a fiscal conservative. You and I have talked about these issues over the years. I believe strongly in entitlement reform, but it's seemingly, well, it's not seemingly, it's something that gets kicked down the road year after year after year. And now we're at this unbelievable level of spending post-COVID and, you know, what what happened during um, the last couple of years when Joe Biden took over as president. But don't you have to kind of find some ways to fix Social Security and Medicare moving forward? But how do you do that if it's too hot of a political item? Well, I think it's only logical as people live longer, as people have a more likely and longer working career that you, you look at Social Security, the Social Security system designed in the 30s only works as long as the demographics work or as long as people can afford to have current uh, workers paying for current recipients. You know, the difference in one in 35, uh, one retiree for every 35 workers uh, and one one retiree for every one worker is a whole lot different situation. And so we have to look at this and. Uh, it's 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 one of the challenges. Two thirds of all the money the federal government spends, they spend before we get to the part that we publicly argue about. The defense budget's not part of that two thirds. The health research budget's not part of that two thirds. The roads and bridges are not part of that two thirds. Uh, so if you're going to get spending under control, you have to look at that that two thirds and a substantial amount of that two thirds, of course, is Social Security uh, and uh, and uh, Medicaid and and, Medi- and and Medicare rather. Uh, Medicaid more part of the yeah. The, the state. Other, if I, I might have misspoke, I might have said Medicaid and, and Met- Medicare, but but absolutely, it's something that you know down the line. I just want to see solutions. You know, and I'm afraid we're not going to get you know, before 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 everybody gets all upset at you and I both. If you do it. You have to do it like President Reagan and Tip O'Neill and others did it. You do it far enough in advance that no one, very few people even working already, and Are absolutely affected. no one uh, no one who is planning on X for retirement without any other way to look at it is affected by it. And, you know, the just moving Social Security from 65 to 67 over a long period of time took almost 30 years. I think we didn't finally get to 67. So that was done in the mid eighties. We finally got to 67 about, you know, around 2000, 
15 or right. so. But that's an important point. In other words, maybe not even a thin. Yeah. In other words, if something were to increase, I know that people freak out, right? But if you increase the retirement age to 70, you would do that in a way where that wouldn't kick in for, for years, right? Maybe decades. Well, and the point would be nobody who was thinking this is the only this is what I'm looking at for retirement is affected by it. You know, when we went from 65 to 67, you know, three weeks a year or whatever it took to finally get that two years done, there, there was really you, you can't find an impacted person who uh, didn't have plenty of time to 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 prepare. Now, that doesn't mean you can't find people who wouldn't like to have a bigger Social Security check uh, or have gotten it earlier, but you can't find anybody who didn't have plenty of time to to prepare. And, you know, just taking all these things off the table before you before you start will not allow you to get the spending under control. And, And we need to get the spending under the control, but still continue to be able to defend the country and provide the infrastructure for the economy and the uh, and the safety net for people who have to have a safety net in our country. And I'd like to see people be able to have those discussions in a serious way, moving and thinking about the future instead of the next election. Former United States Senator Roy Blunt, who is now the head, the president of the Historical Society. Go visit him in Columbia, Missouri. I'll have to see you soon. It's great to have you back on, Roy, and I appreciate hey, it. Thank great you. to be with you. All right, take great care. Great to be with you, buddy. See you soon. Kusumano is coming up. A lot of sports to wrap up on this Monday. We started with Bill McDermott talking about the great weekend that uh, everyone experienced, whether you were downtown live at the stadium or watching on Apple TV Plus or hopefully listening on the radio. And some people just missed out on some of that because they didn't want to pay for the subscription. Not going to mention any names, Sue Thomas. But uh, Frank Kusumano is here on this Monday afternoon. How are you? Good to be with you, Mark. What a cool night. It really was. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you really couldn't ask for much better, the, the way that the crowd came together. You could feel, uh, just as someone who was a television viewer and not there, you could feel that energy coming through the screen with um, with all the people that were there. And then you get the win in fine fashion as well, Frank. Yeah, you do. And I think that, you know, for many of us who have not seen many MLS games in person, it was um, there were a couple of things that really jumped out at me. Number one, to see 22,000. 423 stand the entire game. You know, they got great seats. They just stood the entire game and cheered. That's one. Two is the physicality of it. There were some legitimate collisions. And three is the incredible acting. The Oscars are next Sunday, but that night it was absolutely stunning to see guys hit the deck like they've been shot by a gun. And then 15 seconds later, they're running like a a football player at the Combine. I mean, you talk about acting. And it goes on at every MLS game. It's crazy. Let's just get used to seeing some great performances every Saturday night. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And I think that everyone, especially, you know, I know the Battlehawks were, were they didn't win yesterday, did they? And they're they're coming back as well. But this is where the focus is right now on on this soccer team and on the uh, the crown jewel of that stadium. You know, I saw a couple of those overhead shots. Wow. Well, and another thing, too, Mark, along those lines is this is what happens when you have great ownership. We may have won the lottery in hell with NFL owners, but we hit the jackpot with the Taylors. Everything they do is so first class, from hiring Lutz to hiring Bradley to the groundskeeper to the stadium to the food. Everything is just so first class. That's what you get when you have great ownership. Yeah, Bill gave the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but I don't think the groundskeeper is to be underestimated after all that rain last week, right, Frank? Oh, no kidding. 
Oh, my gosh. He is insane. You know, they got him from Mizzou. He was at Mizzou for 12 years, and um, they gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. He had those uh, grow lights out there every day from Tuesday to Saturday night, and that field was as good as Augusta, you know, on a Saturday afternoon at the Masters. So uh, his name is Josh, and he's just amazing at what he does. Cardinals update. Anything you're hearing from spring training? I think, did Flaherty have a decent outing? Oh, he didn't have a decent outing. He had a great, great outing. outing. Yeah. He went three, struck out five, including striking out the side in the third inning, touching 95 on the gun. If this version of Jack Flaherty can change the whole outlook of the Cardinals. He was outstanding. Well, um, let, let's talk a little bit about Mizzou because, boy, they looked like they were going to perhaps drop that game on Saturday afternoon. It's the last game at home. There was a guy that was on my show on Friday, <clears throat> Frank Cusimano, who guaranteed a win, and that win was not guaranteed the way that they were playing or I guess that Ole Miss was playing. Oh. They get it done, and the one, te- one team that needed to lose lost, right? Tennessee loses. Arkansas ended up losing. But you get the double bye in the SEC tournament this week. Mark, they finished ahead of Tennessee, who was like number one in the country for a while this year. They finished fourth in the SEC and got the double bye. They've never done that in their history. And then today the honors uh, honors came in for Kobe Brown. He made first team all SEC and was named the league scholar athlete. And I thought that Dennis Gates was going to get coach of the year. But there's, there's some good coaching going on at Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, too. So we know we got a great coach, though. Well, yeah, we do. And I, I just think Kobe Brown, his contributions have been down the last couple of games, interestingly enough. And I don't know if it's just because the defense is putting it on him, but some kids have stepped up. And, you know, look, you get one. They, they probably will have to play Tennessee again. They split. They got their asses handed to them, you know, down there. They managed a miracle victory at home. But that looks like the team that they would face on Friday in their first round, the third round of the SEC tournament, Frank. Yeah, and every one of these victories just increases your seed in the NCAA tournament. Who, who knows? They could end up being a five or six. But they're going to have to win a game or two uh, down in Nashville. Hey, we we should mention the SLU women's basketball team, shouldn't we? Oh, my goodness. Six and 16 at one time. They lost the exhibition opener to Maryville University. And then they went 11 out of 12, beat the number one seed UMass to make it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in their history. And let me tell you about this this coach, Rebecca Tillett. When, When... when she was hired, I said to Chris May, what, what's going on? He goes, you know what I did before I made this hire? I called Gino Ariema, the greatest coach in women's college basketball history. And I said, Gino, do you have a name for me that would be intriguing to look at? We're looking to hire a new coach. And he says, give me 24 hours. He called back the next day and said, Rebecca Tillett. So then Chris May did all of his homework on this, on this woman. And, you know, she coached at um, Longview. I think it's the name. It was a small school, and she took them to their first ever NCAA Division One tournament last year, and now she's taking SLU to our first ever NCAA Division One tournament. So she's special. Well, you cannot convince me that coaching does not play a huge role in the success of some of these teams. There's all kinds of factors, but as we've seen with Dennis Gates in particular at Mizzou, I think we've seen it certainly over the years, even with Coach Drink and the energy that they bring to um, you know to a locker room, I guess, even outside of the locker room, it's very important. So that's awesome that they have that going. And the men's team has sort of disappointed the last couple of years. What is that? Does that mean anything at this point for Travis Ford, do you think? Uh, I had Chris May on my program today and says Travis Ford is definitely our coach. 
you know, Mark, it's he just won his 20th game. They just beat one of the best teams in the conference in Dayton. I know to some they wanted SLU to already have like an at-large bridge, you know, already locked up, but they lost that game to SIUE. They lost that game to Auburn, and that's going to cost them. But, look, they just beat Dayton. They have a chance to, um, you know, they got a double bye. They're finished fourth. They can win three games in Brooklyn and get back to the NCAA tournament. All right, Frank, have a great week. We'll have a lot more sports to talk about on Friday afternoon, so we'll talk then. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. Frank Cusimano from KSDK. We visit with him every Monday and Friday afternoon. We'll take a break. We'll come back after the top of the hour. Les Sturman will be here. We're going to talk about safety in downtown St. Louis and hopefully ways to make it safer. Uh, He's the chairman of the Citizens for a Greater Downtown. Audio cut of the day in the next hour as well. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.